your management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Lomorenzi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the DJs, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Tick, 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 tick. The countdown is on as the National Football League Divisional Round playoffs are less than 48 hours away. And, man, there's been a ton of stuff that's gone on uh, this week. And it's been good, actually. Otherwise, there'd be anxiety, uh, right, especially if you're a fan. I'm not, listen, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. I'm not used uh, to, to playing football this time of the year. It used to be like, uh, you know, used to be par for the course uh, in the old days. And hopefully it is uh, once again for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, but now that we're here, you know, let's win and uh, let's get it done. But now that the game is approaching, a lot of our guests are starting to buy into Baltimore uh, right now. And Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen both have one career playoff a win. A number has bounced back up to two and a half. So Urban Meyer is coming to the National Football League. And I'm not, listen, Urban Meyer is one of the greatest college coaches of all time. He's also one of the biggest like sleazeballs of college football history of all time. Except whatever, like Urban Meyer won't have to take responsibility if his players sexually assault or shoot somebody like they commonly do. Uh, I'm sure the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be full of character players. I think right now, basically, unless you have been arrested, unless you have a felony, then you're you're scratched for the Jacksonville Jaguars um, uh, draft sheet right now. Like basically, like you know, like some people are looking for character. They're like, yeah, you know what? His father's like an army sergeant, and yeah, his brother's in the military. You know, straight A student, real character type kid. Yeah, Urban Meyer's gonna say, listen. Has he ever, like, was he in a gang? And, like, a lot of teams would be like, oh, he was a gangbanger. Urban Meyer's like, plus. Was he a gangbanger? Yeah, okay, yeah, plus, yeah, yeah. Is he willing to kill someone? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Check, plus, yeah, all right. Has he ever sexually assaulted anyone? All right, I'm just saying, you know. Uh, is Urban going to hire his buddy that beat the crap out of his wife for 15 years as he looked the other way? Uh, I'm just asking. Asking for a friend. <laughs> but... And with all that being stated, Urban Meyer is a great coach. He's a dirtball, but he's a great coach. Uh, I think I just combined good and great. Good, good, great. Um, very, very, uh, very, very good. <laughs> he's actually a great analyst on TV, too. But I don't know if Urban Meyer's ever even attended a National Football League game before, let alone coached in the NFL. The late night anger management class. It's just a sports rage. Breaking it. Coming at you all day, every day, with more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to the source of live odds, line, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. But we just call it the winning edge. Keep it here. There's plenty to go around. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Wow. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all in a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. All right, full house. 
Thursday night throwdown. I'm Marenzi. We're kicking it Sirius XM, Channel 204. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates listening in the late night hours uh, as well. And I say we got a full house. We're not kidding. We've got Teddy Covers batting leadoff. Uh, we've got uh, Scoop Jackson talking about the big deal, uh, James Harden. We got Alex uh, Smith, not the quarterback, the handicapper, talking hockey. We got Pete Annapolis, uh, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen, talking basketball as well. Uh, we've got NFL coaching uh, hirings, the NHL um, season. We're into night two right now. We'll uh, see if there's any developing trends, and I can tell you there is. There's been a lot of goals. Uh, but without further ado, let's get down to business. Let's bring in... Uh, Teddy, Mr. Teddy covers uh, right now. Ted Savransky, sportsmemo.com, wager talk in the house. Mr. Savransky, Teddy, how you doing, Teddy? Marancy, what's a good word, my friend? How are you tonight? We're doing all right, uh, Teddy. We're doing all right. We're grinding uh, through. I guess, are these, is this the dog days of winter yet? Uh, it feels like it, to Not be honest. Not yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> feels, no, dog days feels- of winter don't come uh, until like uh, after Super Bowl. You know, I know, I know, I know. But this year, everything is different uh, because of the sports schedule. Everything is uh, everything is just twisted and upside down. Uh, but no, good to catch up with you, uh, Teddy. It's just it's been one of those weeks uh, this week. You know, the little things, although things are going better for me uh, than they did Cam. Cam has a uh, heart issues, went to a heart doctor on the way back from the doctor, got into a car accident. Um, and now it's trying to get you know, someone's trying to shake him down for 900 bucks after uh, the car uh, accident. I got woken up at like, you know, 730 in the morning uh, yesterday by some dude. I think uh, my phone is close to a hooker hotline or something because Buddy was really desperate to see this chick. I'll tell you that. And, uh, you know, kept on texting. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and calling. I'm like, I don't know this number. And he's calling me boo. And I'm like, dude, I want to respond. I'm not your boo, bro. But, uh, you know, I felt bad for the dude. I'm like, I don't know what chick you're trying to call, but she ain't calling back, brother. She ain't calling back. And, oh, yeah, by the way, I've lost two hockey games and shootouts, overtime. Every damn basketball bet I've, uh, I lose, I lose by a half point. But other than that, things are going great. Teddy, how you doing? <laughs> so uh, you still floored me at the beginning. Cam's got 900 bucks. If he had 900 bucks, I'd, uh, you know, we figured out a way to scam that out of him a long time ago. <laughs> Cold, Teddy. Cold. No love from Teddy at all. Tell Cam I hope he's okay. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, Teddy just comes in and piles piles on the old the old pile driver. <laughs> I, I'm going to tell him he it's said like that, too. It's like shake him down for 900. I'd shake him down for a 20 if I knew I could find one on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good guy. Uh, no, that's that, that's brutal. Um, but I'm sorry you're on the wrong end of the shootouts. Uh, those aren't any fun. And let me guess, you had that Raptors over tonight? No, I didn't. And you know what? As a diehard Raptor fan, it was hard for me to do earlier in the year, Teddy. But I decided, you know what? Why? You know, as much as I like Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry's not paying my rent, and I was on the Hornets plus the points tonight. Nice. Yeah. You know, a wire-to-wire job. Not really. <laughs> but uh, they got there in the yeah. fourth. When Toronto scores 12 points in the fourth quarter, uh, you, you, it allows you to get back into a game in a hurry. Uh, what's you know, wrong with Teddy? that Raptors team? I thought it was their defense. It's their offense, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I was going to say, I don't know, I was just going to ask you actually about them in that, didn't you see a little bit of a buy sign, at least from the effort, from the effort from the West Coast trip, and from Siakam specifically. It looks like Siakam is starting to get it together a little bit once again. Their bench just isn't all that deep, but Boucher stepped up big tonight. 
The home court stuff is killing them. They don't have a home court to fall back on. And even like a, we're going home for a week. We're going home for 10 days. Don't forget, Teddy, they were living, you know, they were in the hub before anybody else, the bubble. They got there first uh, due to travel restrictions. So they, they, they set up shop at Florida Gulf Coast first for like a week and a half or two. Then they were in the bubble. They went, they won a playoff series. They go seven games. Um, you have an incredibly short offseason. And then, boom, you're right back into a hotel room in Tampa right now. These guys have been on a pretty prolonged road trip, and it's kind of taxing and catching up to them a little bit. And quite frankly, the roster sucks. Uh, let's call it out for what it is. But I wanted to ask you, though, Teddy, it's amazing. They're still big favorites. Look, you know, they won their last home game before. They were six-point favorites against the Celtics. They lost. Tonight, they come back, quote-unquote, home. I get it, Gordon Hayward wasn't there, but come on, how can they? How can a two-win team that's like money, the biggest ATS money burner in the league, like 10 points? It's like, has the computer not caught up to it, Teddy? What's your take on that? So I was, let me put it this way, okay? My strict power rating number for tonight's game was two. Yeah. Okay, and the markets <laughs> are at 10 and a half. Now, so, and you know me, I mean, with the NBA, I mean, I adjust my numbers literally every night I adjust, and that's why I'm able to take advantage of a lot of these short-term swings, whereas the market's going to react to the longer-term trend. Even with that, the situation was so bad for Charlotte. This was Charlotte. It's January 14th. This is their ninth game this month. All right? They're five and seven nights. It's the third set of back-to-backs. It was, the spot was so bad for them. I still didn't get to the window, dumbly, uh, uh, even though my line said that I had to. Uh, but uh, Toronto is definitely being power rated in a way that uh, in the markets that, that I'm not comfortable with. Um, they're uh, they're yeah. still being priced like an elite team. And right now they're, they're uh, I guess we can call them mediocre. You know, they're, they're not good. They're better than their record is. They're, and they will get better. They're better than their record is. They've got some work to do, but, you know, it's one of these, you know, advantages of actually really knowing a team and instead of being like a diehard fan or homer about it, looking in the mirror. And I said before the game, same thing. I said, they'll win this game by like three or five points. Like this will be a battle for them to win and they'll be happy to get it. They'll be happy to get it. They're just trying to get wins right now and start to string together, try to get back to 500 and pick up the pieces. And one thing, too, guys, although God knows what's going to happen in the future with this COVID stuff, but they're not scheduled to play in Tampa all year. It's like basically the first 17 games. Now, they're not locked in. It's not decided they're going back to Toronto. But, you know, they're going to have to, like, eventually go back and it's going to be tough to tell them no when NHL teams are playing, although the NHL teams are playing in a Canadian bubble. So this stupid COVID thing just won't go away, Teddy, and it doesn't look like it's going to anytime soon. Uh, not in this country. <laughs> just, keep, just, just, just keep taking the over, man. Keep taking the yeah, over. Whatever numbers you get, keep betting them. You know? yeah, like, they made all the hype about the vaccination. Now they're like, well, if you want a vaccination, you got to wait till next year for that. It's like, well, what's the point of rushing a vaccination, you idiots? You can't use them. Yeah, no one, go, no one gets them. But uh, I digress. I digress. So, Teddy, as long as we're on the topic of the NBA right now, um, the, the odds makers, and I don't know if it's like, who I got to say the odds makers, definitely, they're fawning over the deal. They always love these, like, um, these so-called dream teams. 
And I think it's more of a nightmare on Elm Street than it is uh, Paradise Boulevard here for the Brooklyn Nets. It's interesting. So yesterday, the Lakers guys were plus 260, right? And the Brooklyn Nets were plus 270. Right now, the Lakers are plus 270, and the Brooklyn Nets pop back up to about three plus, plus 320 right now. But are you buying or selling Brooklyn from a basketball standpoint? Forget about judging the trade and who got what and the million draft picks. But right now, this year, moving forward, um, are you buying or selling the Brooklyn Nets, uh, Teddy? And we got about 30 seconds a, here before the break. The answer is both. That move makes the Nets much, much more likely to win the title or to come out of the East. So I agree with the concept that you have to adjust the Nets' future book odds significantly. That said, short term, it makes them a lot worse. No depth, a bet against team for the next couple of weeks. Teddy Covers kicking it with us. We'll get on the grid on the other side. Bring it. Non-stop live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. What, are you not going to listen? We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Our goal is subtle, but profound. We want you, Sporto, to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you got to do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Night Anger Management Classic continues. I am Lorenzi. Vet your rage. We've got a stacked house uh, this evening. Scoop Jackson will join us a little bit later on. Alex uh, B. Smith will talk some pucks. Pete Annapolis talks basketball. Got a lot of uh, NBA talk coming up, of course, the day after this blockbuster deal. There's all kinds of crazy reports coming out uh, tonight that, uh, that the Sixers did offer Ben Simmons. I don't buy it. I don't believe it, but that's one of the reports that, but Tillman Fertitta refused because he didn't want James Harden to be reunited with Maury and both of them just riding off into the sunset together. There are other reports that um, that the Boston Celtics wanted to get involved, uh, but that they didn't want to give up Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Um, that's what the Houston Rockets wanted because they knew that Tatum was going to be off limits. But that that would have been a great way to screw Tatum over again if you're Danny Ainge to bring that fat ass Harden in uh, right now. Teddy Covers kicking it with us. Uh, so, Teddy, listen, in a video game setting and all this, I totally get it. But, man, I don't know. Like, I don't know, how much does Kyrie Irving want this? I don't know how much Kyrie Irving really wants to play basketball uh, right now. I just wonder about the chemistry of this basketball team moving forward, not to mention their depth and their lack of defense. Yeah, I mean, so the, 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 the irony is that the guy who the Nets needed, Jared Allen brought a lot to that team in terms of low post defense, in terms of energy. Uh, when they put him in the starting lineup, the team immediately got better. DeAndre Jordan was getting DNP coaches' decisions. You know, and now Allen's out the door. And it's not like they can't play defense. But when you think about a guy like Jared Allen in the playoffs, in my mind, that's a 
they'll miss him come, what is it, June and July this year. Uh, <laughs> but when you have a team with superstars, they win playoff series. It's just that simple, you know? And in an East where, you know, there's clearly a bidding war. You know, you have, you have Philly, who's live. You have Milwaukee, who's live. You have Boston, who's live. You have the defending Eastern Conference champs, Miami, who no one's talking about. But I tell you, by May, they're going to be live. You know, so if you're Brooklyn and you have this relatively short window, you know, where, A, you're going to have to start paying these guys off the bench next year. You know, that's why Allen got traded. They're going to pay him next year. That's why LeVert got traded, you know. Um, You're going to have to start paying some of these guys. Why not mortgage the future and go for the title? You know, uh, does it make them worse in the short term? I really think it does. I'm going to make money betting against the Nets for the next month, you know. But come June, they're going to be the team to beat in the East, and the markets are telling you that already. And and in reality, that's all people remember. At the end of the year, nobody remembers what happened uh, in January. It's all about what happens in June. And if Kyrie Irving is there and playing good basketball, everything will be forgotten. But that's a, there's a, a lot of things can happen between now and then uh, with this combustible lineup together. I'll tell you, the New York media hate it. It's interesting. Like you figure that you know they would be fawning over this, but they're not. They don't like it. They don't like the amount of you know the picks that were given up, but. Listen, Brooklyn are owned by a gazillionaire that wants to, you know, he wants to win. He wants to take over New York. And I don't think he cares about draft picks. They'll always, they'll be a free agent team from here on out. And it'll either work or it won't. But it's interesting. I like it just for the fact, Teddy, that it opens up like suddenly the Bucks become plus 300 to win the Eastern Conference. You know, the Sixers are plus 800. Uh, the Heat are plus eight, uh, 860. And let, let me ask you. Um, and we'll move on. I want to get into football, but a team I like, and, and I'm not saying they're going to win the Eastern Conference, but they won't be fun to play in a playoff series. The Indiana Pacers. I love the Lavert edition here. Yeah, um, Indiana's bet on all the way right now. You know, great regular season team. You're going to make money with them all year. I'm with you, and yeah. I'm with you as Lavert as being uh, better than Oladipo, a better fit. Uh, and I think Oladipo, moving Oladipo may solve, and not that that team had chemistry issues, but I think it may it, it may improve them all around. Uh, I'm with you on the Pacers. Real good. Yeah, uh, and Oladipo will be happier in Houston than he was uh, in Indiana anyways, right? He just it wasn't a perfect fit for him, and Levert's going to bring some youthful energy, and he, he can light it up. So let's get on to the grid uh, right now. I'm getting excited uh, for these games. And I said earlier, it's been such a busy week, and there's so much going on in the world and in the sports world uh, that the week went by pretty quickly. And here we are right now. Boom, we're less than 48 hours away. The Los Angeles Rams are the first ones up. And uh, once again, Dr. Chow was right, guys. So Dr. Chow joins us on Mondays and Thursdays. Chow told us on uh, Monday, there's no way in hell John Wolford's going to play. Point blank. He said, there's no debate. He won't be able to play. He's out. It's 100% Jared Goff. I'm reading columns up to like today still, Teddy. Well, we don't know about the quarterback situation. It's like, no, I knew on Monday because Dr. Chow told us. And, you know, he told us that Aaron Donald will be fine. Cooper Cup will be fine. That the Rams' health coming into this football game actually isn't a problem. The problem could be, obviously, the quarterback with Jared Goff. And, oh, he doesn't play well in cold weather. Well, whatever, dude. He's played two games in his life in cold weather, and they're 1-1. They lost to the Bears. They beat the Broncos. And I said earlier, Jared Goff doesn't need cold weather to suck at times. But there's also a good Jared Goff in there. Yeah, You know what I'm saying, Teddy, right? 
But there's also a good Jared Goff, and we've seen that good Jared Goff at times. I'm starting to buy into the Rams plus the points as the game approaches, Teddy. Are you going to talk me out of it? Uh, what's your opinion on this game? So when you think about the Packers' vulnerabilities, you know, what's Green Bay vulnerable to? Well, they're vulnerable to a power rushing game. And what do the Rams have, especially with Whitworth back in the lineup? You know, yeah. Rams got the ability to run the ball down people's throat. No question. That's, that's how they beat Seattle last week. It's not about Goff. It's about the Rams rushing attack. And that was what knocked the Packers out of the playoffs last year, was their biggest vulnerability uh, during the regular season this year. So I think that, especially in the cold weather, when you think about L.A.'s ability to run the football, that's a pretty big benefit. You look at the other side of the ball, all right? I don't know the Packers have a whole lot of weaknesses offensively, you know, but their offensive line is banged up right now, legitimately. All right, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, Bakhtiari is not uh, a minor injury for that team, especially because the guy they just signed off the waiver wire to help replace him is on yep. the COVID list. Instead, you know, Vanny, uh, the, the guy who Vol started uh, – yeah, Valdir, thank you. Started for the, uh, the Colts last week. So even the guy they're, they're, they're replacing him with can't play. What's the strength of the Rams' defense? Well, there's two strengths. You know, they dominate the front, you know, uh, with Aaron Donald and the company, and Jalen Ramsey shuts down the opposing team's best receiver. You know, do you want the Packers in a game where they're not going to control the line of scrimmage up front and their number one receiver is probably going to get shut down and they're laying almost a touchdown? Yeah, I can understand your case for the Rams. All that said, boy, I mean, the Packers fit into these 46 different trends and angles of the statistical profile that work in their favor. <laughs> and we all know we've seen it 20 times when Jared Goff is in a bad spot, when he's having a bad game, it's going to be a bad game and you lose <laughs> when you bet the Rams, you know? Uh, so I've got mixed feelings about that one. I lean L.A., I haven't bet it. I know it's so cliche to say, and I hate saying it, but I'm going to do it because it's true, is it's critical to get off to a good start. Um, you know, if you're both football teams in this game, who can set the tone uh, early here? And look, the Green Bay Packers have outscored opponents 299 to 163 in the first half this year, 219 to 92 in the second quarter. All right. But the Packers have been outscored 124 to 107 in the fourth fourth quarter um and we all know about the rams and of course sean mcveigh 37 and 0 when leading at the half uh the rams are so i think tempo is very very important i think the first half is critical in this game and and really you know jared goff has been to a super bowl he's had games that you know he's thrown for 400 yards but it does seem as though mcveigh is losing patience with them uh right now and you know what? They started Walford last week. That's all, you know, the fact is they did. And Goff was healthy enough uh, to play. I'm not, you know, there's, Goff can do a lot or hurt himself here a lot in this game. As you stated, if it's one of these 14 for 26 games with two picks and they don't have a hope in hell um, of moving the ball because of him, he could be in trouble moving forward. McVay might lose patience fully uh, right now, but if Goff steps up, he could do himself a lot of favors here. It's a big game for Jared Goff's career, Teddy. 
I don't, I don't deny that at all. Uh, but then again, Goff's already been paid. So he's going to get uh, his opportunities in L.A. because they can't afford to cut him. It is worth noting, from a strength of schedule standpoint, this is the biggest differential this weekend. All right, You look at the mainstream numbers, both mainstream and my numbers, say that the Packers, well, they don't have the easiest schedule. The Browns played the easiest schedule of any team. The Packers are second of any team standing. The Rams, the single toughest schedule of any team still in the playoffs. And for a finesse team, the Rams have been road warriors with Goff and Sean McVay over the years. They have. Yes. You know, they've this won on the road. They've, yeah, like they've been better on the road than they have been at home. And, you know, the cold weather, Teddy, is always a debate as what cold weather is going to be. So basically it's a, uh, it's a high of 35 and a low of 25 on Saturday. Uh, and they're playing this game in the afternoon. So uh, they're going to be kicking off at what? I guess it's 3.30 local time there. It's 4.30 Eastern, so I think it's, it's 3.30. Yeah, there. it'll be cold. It's not cold. <laughs> you know, for the L.A. Nah, guys, it'll soft. be cold. You're soft. You've been living in Vegas too long. You're a New Yorker. Come on. You went to school in Michigan. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it. do this 24 hours a day working hard to bring you the news you can use get on the grid we are the sports grid radio network sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com SportsGrid is available on the radio, internet, TV, satellite, and don't forget our mobile app. So if you're not getting it, you're just not trying. Keep it right here. This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Nah. Late night anger management class. I am David Morenci. Uh, a shout out to Muhammad, who's a big uh, Packer fan. I see him in the chat. And uh, he's talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers, saying Aaron Rodgers better not lose this game. Otherwise, it's meant him as a playoff choker. Maybe strong words, but fact of the matter is, Aaron Rodgers has the same amount of Super Bowl uh, rings as Trent Dilfer, as Brad Johnson, and as uh, Josh Allen's about to. <laughs> but all kidding aside, uh, Aaron Rodgers is 10-8 and eight in the playoffs. Jared Goff is 3-2. and two. So I see someone in our chat, too, saying uh, don't uh, make sure to ask Teddy about Tampa Bay. And I'm not sure if that's like some code that's going to make you explode. But Paul Bovey says hi. And uh, Paul Bovey said, you know, you got to ask uh, Teddy about the time I sent him a package and he thought it was a bomb or something about some <laughs> weird story. Like <laughs> Paul, Paul said, yeah, sometime yeah. Asked to ask Teddy about that. What, what's, that what's that about anyways, uh, Teddy? <laughs> yeah, so, 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 so Paul sent, uh, uh, he sent over like a, a Starbucks card or something, right? <laughs> with no return address and it's like he, he writes that it's like the the handwriting on the envelope looks like it's coming from al-qaeda you know i mean it's straight it's, you know tag <laughs> covers you know 
and uh, you know there's a block letters, no return address on the inside. It goes, your picks suck in big letters. I'm like, I'm not touching <laughs> that thing, dude. You know, I don't anthrax. know who found my home address, and uh, and, and 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 you know, so it is, and especially in the, like where everyone is. is Everyone's madder now than they were like a year ago, <laughs> two years ago, you know, in general. So it's like, I, and I, I didn't know who it was. My wife's all like, oh, my God, someone's got it. I didn't like settle down on it. It's fine. Uh, and then Paul's like, uh, like a, a month later, he's like, oh, did you get my card? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got oh. it. <laughs> Paul, Paul, so did, did you use it after? Did you open it? Or was it thrown out already? So the, the, it's a Starbucks card, dude. And I, now, so I found it. I didn't. I guess I didn't throw it away. I, I found it. And uh, I still haven't been to Starbucks. I never go to Starbucks, dude. I'm like, I'm shut <laughs> in these days. You yeah. know? All that I trouble. Leave the house I, I, I leave the yeah. house when I need to refund an account or get money out of an account. You know? And, and 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 sometimes I go get my hair cut. That's about it. I've actually um, I don't drink coffee. Number one, and so number two, I can't say I've never spent any money at Starbucks before because I have bought a muffin or banana bread and stuff from like a casino in Vegas when I didn't have a choice. But I've definitely given like less than fifty dollars to Starbucks in my life, which means I've been there once because everything costs fifty bucks. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's one thing I'm proud of. You know what I mean? It's true. Like I have not funded the Starbucks empire. I'll tell you, they, they got rich without me, but it goes to show the impact that I have on the world. So Teddy covers, uh, kicking it with us. So uh, Teddy, the Buffalo bills, um, even though I am old, bitter and jaded, similar to you, um, I still am somewhat childlike when it comes to the Buffalo bills. I've loved these guys since I was a kid and you know, they've never won before. Uh, it's been a long time since, you know, they've been this far in the playoffs and they're actually good. So from a fan standpoint, I'm excited. Um, but from a betting standpoint, I think uh, it's a good spot for them. I think they're going to win this football game. I think they'll. I think their offense will be even better this week. They were a little uptight last week. First home playoff game in a long time. They haven't won a playoff game in forever. They've choked in the past. I think they'll be loose on Saturday night. And talking about weather, so I wanted to say, man, all every capper, man, everyone, oh, I'm an East Coast guy, but it's going to be cold. It won't be cold, Teddy. 30 degrees is not cold for a professional football player. And you know as well as I do, it's about the wind. But the Buffalo game, it could be raining. I don't know how hard it's going to be raining. But what's your take on the Bills and the Ravens? So it feels like the kind of game where the conditions are going to affect the game, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Lamar yeah, Jackson I can see doesn't want to play. No, he doesn't want to play in rain. It might be real windy by Saturday night. The early forecasts are showing you know it's going to be a steady wind, uh, as much as you know, fifteen to twenty miles an hour. I. It's another game. I guess I'm not going to say mixed feelings. I want to play the over because I don't trust yeah. the Bills defense and I don't trust the Ravens defense, and I like both these offenses. But I'm worried about the conditions, and the line keeps coming down. So I haven't bet it yet. But Buffalo, Indy was in Buffalo territory every drive last week. And I know you watch the game like a hawk, all right? Yeah. If Phillip Rivers would have hit throws, Buffalo would be home right now. It wasn't like there weren't open receivers. It wasn't like there weren't opportunities in the red zone. If If Rivers was on. If Frank manages a better game. Yeah. 
I mean, so, and, it, and we're not re-handicapping last week's game. It does, you know, you never want to do that. The team that actually doesn't cover but survives in advance, it is a positive point spread play the following week. Teams like the Buffalo Bills are positive point spreads the uh, plays the following week. But I, I'm worried about that defense, man. I'm, I'm worried about that defense and their ability to shut down Baltimore's running game, and I'm worried about the Ravens hitting some big plays against them. And I'm curious about your take. If you think that those defense is good enough to be able to lay points with them. Yeah, I think, you know what, Teddy, you're right last week. And I was going to say, like, Frank Wright made a couple of mistakes along the way. You know, questionable decisions that potentially might have cost them in the big picture. Buffalo did find a way. But I don't think, uh, we talked about this earlier today. I don't think the Baltimore wide receivers, I think the Buffalo Bill defensive backs are better than the Buffalo Bill, uh, than the Baltimore wide receivers are. But you remember last week, as you stated, if Rivers could have made a couple of more throws, and the fact of the matter is, the open of the field, the, the middle of the field was wide open all the time, right? They were funneling. The Colts realized, man, Hilton and Pittman are all right, but it's hard beating these guys, so they funneled everything. So I think Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, I brought it up earlier, Mark Andrews' prop is four and a half catches. I could see Andrews getting like seven, eight catches, just that constant over the middle, over the middle, quick hits uh, to Andrews. I'm, I'm in with the total, though, Teddy. And look at last week. People got scared about the total because of the weather. I know it barely got there, uh, but it did. And like you, you know, I think it's going to be raining. I think the field's going to be wet. And you've got Josh Allen running around. you got Lamar Jackson running around. you got Josh Allen throwing bombs. I think guys are going to be slip sliding all over the place, Teddy, and it's just going to lead to points. I, You know, I don't know about how you feel, but... I, I think weather can lead to points sometimes. If it's not like that Cleveland game earlier in the year where it's a freaking monsoon coming down sideways and it's physically impossible to walk, <laughs> that's different, Teddy. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, that was an I exception, know exactly right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was an exception. Yeah, that, when, when the rain's blowing sideways, that's bad for us. Yeah. When the rain's yeah, just yeah, falling, so. it's fine. You know, but, yeah, the sideways I, weather uh, is, is, is particularly bad. I'm, I'm the old grump with weather. Ah, suck it up. It's not going to be cold, right? And I remember that day, they're like, ah, it's raining pretty bad. And I remember I was on the air. I'm like, how bad can it be raining there anyways? Come on, because they delayed the game or whatever. I'm like, how bad can it be anyways? I, I saw on Twitter some dude in the stands. I'm like, dear God. I'm like, dude, you look like you're going to blow out of the stadium. Like, you better get to safety. <laughs> like, the stadium looked like it was like it was like the Wizard of Oz. Like, you know what I mean? That Like, the houses were going to blow away and everything. <laughs> Even me, I was like, man, these guys are hardcore that they're playing this game. I hammered that in-game under, too, man. I went all the way down to, like, 13 and a half or something, Teddy. Every, all day, I was like, again, again, again. So, I'm, I'm not buying in uh, fully about the weather. I think it gets there, though, Teddy. Come on, it's Buffalo. Um, you know they, they practice in this stuff. I know they got a bubble in a dome too, but I like the over as well. I think Buffalo will get there. And I think it sounds cliche, but I think the, the Buffalo's going to come out aggressive, Teddy, I think, and try to make Baltimore turn them into a passing team in this game. I expect Buffalo to be aggressive offensively early in this game. And that makes a ton of sense. You know, if I'm the Bills, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. If you can make Baltimore one-dimensional, if you can make Lamar Jackson have to beat you with your arm, you're going to beat the Ravens. And that's the best way to beat the Ravens. So you got to put them on their back early. You have to uh, be aggressive early. So, uh, I mean, from a game plan standpoint, it makes a ton of sense uh, this over. Uh, again, I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I haven't gotten there because the market hasn't uh, gotten there for me yet. And no forecast has gotten there for me yet. But 
uh, we still got, what, 48 hours between now and Saturday. Yeah. I hope that the forecast gets worse and the number keeps coming down and I'll still bet the over. Weather will not be a factor in KC at all. We're talking like 38 degrees and sunny. And, you know, Teddy, I, 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 we don't have to look at any data to know, but teams that score a million points in any sport generally are a bad play the next game, aren't they? And teams that give up a million points uh, one week are a bad play uh, the next week. And I've seen a lot of numbers like this. Teams that give up more than 30 points in an NFL playoff game, like, or like, you know, 8 and 17 the following week. Teams that score 40 or more are, you know, same thing, horrific ATS number. Cleveland fall into both categories, but they're a hell of a lot healthier this week than they were last week. The KC Chiefs haven't won by six uh, since November the 1st. They haven't taken a football game seriously in a month since they played the New Orleans Saints. So I'm not saying the Browns are going to fully cover the number, but what about the Browns early in this game? First scores, Browns first quarter, plus three type thing. Can KC come out flat here? Or, and, and that's one part of the question, And can does KC just flick the switch again and just turn it on and, ooh, we're going to kill everyone? They play close games, Teddy. As, as dynamic as they are, they play close games. Sure. I mean, the Chiefs weren't as good this year as they were last year during the regular season. Not really close. Um, certainly not from a point spread perspective. And the markets caught up, and, and the Chiefs were unable to beat uh, anybody uh, by margin, in, in sharp contrast to a year ago where, uh, in fact, it's, it's the, I believe the exact opposite. Last year, they failed to cover the first game in November and then covered every single game the rest of the way, including the playoffs. After falling behind in all three of their playoff games, remember they fell behind Houston, they fell behind Tennessee, and they fell behind San Francisco. So I'm not fading Andy Reid off a bye. This is role. I'm not fading the Chiefs team uh, that has, you know, I've had the power rate as the best team in the NFL all year. I think if KC's not in the championship game, we'll all feel like we, you know, we we were, we missed something. We got left out of something. And I've got the hard numbers here. Teams have scored 39 plus in the playoffs. The next week, 7 and 19 against the spread. That's 27%. That's not that a positive close, expectation sample size. Yeah. Off the top of my head, I said, I said 8 and 17. Off the top of my head, 7 yeah. and 19. Damn close. <laughs> 7 and 19 is my number. Yeah, I'm looking at the – although home favorites of 7 plus a division round, only 2 and 5 against the number, you know, that's Ugh. KC this week. So uh, the, the short-term trend hasn't been real good there, but – you know, when you talk about the 39-plus, that's a long-term trend and a strategy that's worked over decades yeah. in the NFL. It's not something uh, I would take lightly. Uh, Chiefs or pass for this better, although, you know, again. And at 57, uh, I'm not betting the over 57, but if I had to play it, that's the way I'd look. Yeah, it's hard to take an under. I get it. It's a it's a high number. Hit 57 and a half, open at 56. So speaking of trends and numbers and everything, we're going to a break, but we'll have a we'll have a couple more minutes with Teddy on the other side is the whole can you beat a team three times in the same year uh, type of stuff. And you know, we've heard a couple of different numbers thrown out there because there's older numbers and then there's like new format, new division since you know we've been in this format since I think it's been like 2002 or so, but uh, last 17 times, the team that won the first two games are 12 and five straight up playing at home. 21 and seven, uh, 14 and seven, excuse me, overall the 21 games. We can get deeper as well on the other side. Bring it. To be honest, we should come with a warning label. Caution. 24 hour sports talk. Make- 
Utah's mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Believe it or not, you can listen too much to us. I mean, it's possible. Get to know your family again. Did you know your wife cries herself to sleep every night? That's what she told us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi throwing it down. Teddy covers with a sportsdevil.com. Wager Talk TV in the house for a couple of more moments. We got the full house tonight. Uh, Alex, uh, B. Smith, Scoop Jackson, Pete Annapolis still yet to come. So, uh, Teddy, we're talking about beating a team for the third time in the same year. Uh, they played in week one, Tampa's uh, first game with Tom Brady and company. Uh, New Orleans got it done. Then they played on that Sunday nighter. It was a 38-3 beatdown. And now, you know, listen, now the Bucs are playing their best football of the year, although they weren't overwhelming last week against uh, Washington. What do you make of the Saints game? we got about two and a half minutes, Teddy. So uh, let's run a couple angles for you right there. because This is uh, my big bet of the weekend. Uh, is on uh, the Saints uh, and the Bucks, so I can't give it all away uh, on air. But uh, teams that allow 10 points or less in the playoffs, like the Saints did last week. Now, I understand that there was a walk-off. They didn't get to go for two on the last play of the game, but really they held chocolate at three uh, in that game <laughs> until Jimmy Graham's. Uh, a ridiculous catch on that final play made everyone sweat for just a moment. But teams that did what the Saints do, 52-31 and 31 ATS. They've been consistent money winners. The defense, you know, defenses win championships. On the other side of the equation, teams that win but don't cover in the wild card round, like Tampa last week, Six and one uh, ATS last seven tries with a push. So six one and one ATS last eight tries in recent seasons. It's a pretty good subset to be in. Which puts the Bills in it too. Bills didn't cover yeah. last week. Yeah, I know. I I saw that uh, earlier. And so we were talking about different numbers. We can talk about the modern era, but since the 1970 merger, the sweeping team has gone 14 and seven in the rematch uh, in the playoffs. Uh, and then we'll start, we'll get a little bit deeper as the show goes on. But Teddy, it's always a pleasure. 